Welcome to Let's Talk It All. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm Abel. And tonight, uh, what, what are we talking about tonight? I think you mentioned something about Putin. And Russia. Yes. And Russia. Yes, you are. You are we haven't right. heard about this in a while, so it's about time we stir, stir the pot. Because I guarantee you, after we talk about it tonight, there'll be tons of stories on Facebook about it. Because I've right. seen that time and time again with our show. We talk about it, and all of a sudden, it's up on Facebook. It's, it's up on Facebook. On the internet. And it's even covered by, you know, fake news CNN. Oh, fake uh, news. Oh. Uh, but uh, before we get to the show, though, we, we should send our condolences to all the family members and friends of the deceased in the horrible, horrible tragedy in Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, um, just uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 uh, we'll, we'll do a show in the future uh, about... Uh, that tragedy and some other ones, but uh, it, uh, I think it's too soon to do it, but uh, it's, uh, it's just it's just horrible, and it doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know, I've been racking my brain trying to figure it out and uh, coming up with blanks, and I wish, you know, whoever was responsible, um, you know, obviously had blanks, but they didn't, so. Yeah, and it's, again, it's a very bizarre case where three, four days into it now, and they still don't have anything clear cut. Uh, I've seen a couple different photos, and they don't look alike. They have one shot of him. I think he was at the casino's place. He's all hammered up with an Asian next to him, and they got another shot of him someplace else, and now they're trying to say he's a Antifa guy or something. They got him in the crowd with a pink t-shirt on or something. I don't know. It's just it's, they're all coming out of the woodwork, not that we aren't part of that woodwork, but they're all coming out of the woodwork now with, with things on it. So, But right now, we just want to give our condolences and positive thoughts to the, the families and friends of the, the survivors. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we'd like to thank uh, Diversity Broadcasting Network for carrying our show. Absolutely. So Renee does a great job over there. Uh, there's a lot of great shows on. There's a lot of great music on there too. There's a lot of artists, uh, which someday we'll we'll probably get to the point where we have some music on as well. Uh, we just haven't gotten that point yet. No, yeah. well, no. but uh, we will. No. Um, anything else going on with you? Uh, is there anything new or nothing right new? You know, just work, work, work. Uh, you know, spent some time in the ER this this week. I only had some, I had some cardiac issues, but nothing there. Nothing that didn't disappear, so hopefully they don't come back, but we'll find out more. Yeah. We'll see a specialist. As much as, much as you can trust the medical profession in the areas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, actually, uh, I've traced... <laughs> that's what your ex-girlfriend said. Ah, uh, that's nasty. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I've traced my, well, no, I haven't, I should say, but me and my uncle have traced our family lines uh, on one side back to uh, parts of Russia, Czechoslovakia, and uh, uh, Romania. Uh, in fact, uh, I found family members, um, and actually a town, uh, a river actually named after... Uh, which was my last name, it's Orahoski, there's a river named that, it's called the Orahoski River, um, in old Czech, old Romania, and uh, it's in the Carpathian Mountains region, and at one time, uh, if it was the 13th or 14th century, uh, a certain Count Dracula say Carpathia, <laughs> yeah, was the uh, viceroy of where nice. <laughs> my ancestors came nice. from, so uh, yeah, so at one point, the Orahoskis were peasants under Valley, uh, uh, yeah, Vlad, neck. Vlad, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. A little um, humor. So anyway, so uh, getting on to our my country folk, um, I believe that from my perspective, from watching the news, um, sections of the media and political groups are actively conducting a propaganda campaign against Russia, and really an injunction on the American people. Um, if you look at history. You have a former superpower who sees a ever-expanding NATO, an ever-expanding American expansion of its foreign policy and influence. Again, not just on the world stage, but against its own citizens. Yeah. More and more laws are being passed, and what's not. Um, we, you know, the United States, 
recently have partaked in overthrows of legitimate governments uh, to governments that were more friendly to our needs, I guess is the way to put it. Yeah. Um, you know, former Vice President Joe Biden's son, his name's Hunter, Hunter Biden. Okay, this guy's a character and a half. He is a lobbyist in Washington, D.C. He's a lobbyist, okay? So he makes a lot of money. He was also appointed to the board of directors in 2014 for the Ukrainian largest natural gas company called Burusama Holdings. Okay. Interesting, uh, at the same time, he was discharged from the Navy Reserves for testing positive for cocaine use. <laughs> so, uh, so Hunter Biden, a bit of a cocaine, yeah, uh, but very influential, has a lot of power and money. Um, you know, in 2015, you saw the overthrow of a democratically elected government in Ukraine to a more U.S.-friendly government, with Papa Joe Biden making visits shortly after to the new illegitimate government, thus leading to the breakaway section of Ukraine, with Russia's help, of course. Uh, but I, uh, I kind of feel this is justified on Russia's part. Really? Yeah. Um, allow me to explain. I will. Carry on. Um... Since the takeover of the Biden-friendly U.S. government, <laughs> Ukrainian corruption, um, corruption in Ukraine has skyrocketed. Um, a former Georgian, 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 Georgia, 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 Georgian, I guess you would say it, um, which is right next to, you know, Ukraine and Russia. Um, the former president uh, went on to become a leading Ukrainian politician in Ukraine. Um, he said, uh, Ukraine will continue to break up unless corruption has been reined in since the overthrow, meaning the overthrow of the legitimate government. You go to the east and you see whole cities that no longer trade with Russia and are really in desperate situations. They don't have any prospects and there is no light at the end of the tunnel for them. If you keep economic growth as it is now, which is almost zero, and if you keep corruption as it is now in Ukraine, it's going to lose further territories in the east and the south because people will simply be fed up. Meaning they're going to, you know, either declare independence right. or declare allegiance with, uh, you know, back to uh, Russia and former Soviet Union bloc. So, you know, you have any comments on this? Well, why, why did Trump authorize us to overthrow that government? It wasn't Trump. It was, what? It was what? It was Stop. It was Stop. It had to be Trump. No, it was Obama. It had to be Trump. I know CNN will Trump. blame Trump at some point, but Trump. it was Obama. It, it was, was Obama. Obama, yes. It really? Was Obama, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. But, you know, and, you know. I am shocked. Yeah. Uh, you know, fault. it was Shocking all done fault. underneath the rug. You know, it was a CIA, you know, pro project, just like they did with sure Iran. Trump. You know, no, it wasn't Trump. Uh, it was under an office, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I have to rethink yeah. this. Uh, you know, but we, we had uh, deep economic and, uh, you know, political... Uh, Interest in Ukraine, um, and uh, it, yeah, it's just a dumb move. It really was for us to get involved, and I, I'm not explaining why. So now, if we explain why Russia got involved with Ukraine, it could not be more simple than this: Ukraine falls within the Russian sphere of influence. Okay, it sits right on their border. It borders the country of Russia directly. The last thing the Russians want is a U.S.-friendly country that may one day join NATO sitting directly on the southern border. Am I, am I right? I mean, that's the last thing as Russians. Yeah. You want a NATO country sitting on your, directly on your border. They don't have that right now. I mean, there's a buffer yeah. everywhere. Yeah. There's no buffer here, okay? To put it in perspective, it would be the same if a U.S. state had been granted independence from the United States, and then the legitimate government of that former state, was overthrown by Russian security forces, thus putting a friendly Russian government, okay, directly in control of that country, sitting on the United States border. We would not stand for that in a heartbeat. That would never, ever happen. But we feel the need, you know, to do that in a different scenario and somebody else's influence. You see the... Story I'm telling you. I, I hear the story. I just still working on the whole thing. It wasn't Trump. <laughs> still working on the whole thing. It wasn't, it wasn't Trump. Trump. It wasn't Trump. Wow. All right. Look, look, okay. okay. Here's another example. If you look at military bases, I, I, right, I let's, let's look at United States military bases or NATO bases around Russia. Okay, we have ten bases sitting on or close to their borders. 
You know how many they have on ours? Uh, none. None. Zero. None. Not a single Russian base anywhere on our border. Nowhere. Not even close, right? Adding this just adds more fear, okay, on the Russian part that we intend to eventually overtake Russia. Because that's what this is all is, is their their actions are all directly related to how they see NATO and American influence being expanded. Okay? I mean, we are the last global superpower. They recognize them. They're not dummies. They get that. So they're very fearful. All right? Now, Putin on many occasions, and not covered by our corrupt media, CNN, <laughs> that the U.S. helped create ISIS, which, again, Putin is right. We invaded Afghanistan and Iraq, and in Iraq's case, we did on nothing more than a complete lie. We toppled the government and left the winning rebels in both countries with large amounts of equipment. We are now doing the same thing in Syria. All this stuff that left behind, all these little alliances we made in Afghanistan and Iraq during these wars, okay, these people went and became part of ISIS, which made this gigantic terrorist group they have to deal with now, and they're using our equipment to kill American soldiers and allied soldiers. I mean, this, it's sick. It's, just, it's just absolutely sick. And again, Putin's pointing this out, but the media here will not cover these stories when Putin talks on the world stage and discusses ISIS and how it was formed. They won't even touch it with a 10-foot pole. And of course, you know, there's six or seven corporations that control the media in this country. Not us. Oh, yeah. We are not controlled. Not us. Not us. Not us. talk at all on the rest of broadcasting. Yeah, we are definitely... We are not... Control. 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 I'm only controlled control by one... Control is not part of our vocabulary. I'm only controlled by one thing. Yeah, I can't talk about that on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't want you to. Yeah, we probably don't. Okay. So anyway, no... <clears throat> So now you have a very fearful government in Russia that truly believes America is out to crush them, thus leading to Russia making incredible strides and preparations for an offensive against the West. And I'm making this word offensive again. Against the West. That would make the German blitzkrieg from World War II look like child's play. These are the kind of movements, the kind of preparations that Russia is getting, you know, preparing for. In comparison to us, what are we doing? Nah, we sent what four thousand troops over to Poland. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay, that's a speed bump. Four thousand. Yeah, yeah, when you got one hundred twenty thousand Russian troops sitting there, that's a speed bump. Okay, it does nothing. Putin has said that if he wanted, they could be in Paris in less than two weeks, meaning he could conquer all of Europe, basically in less and then two weeks. Yeah. And this is not a brag. And if anything, I bet he can do it in a week. I just had this funny feeling. They're that well prepared for a complete blitzkrieg offensive war against NATO. The whole idea, okay, of what Russia's planning is to take over the countries of NATO on a European continent and with Russian troops entrenched, thus taking away the NATO, NATO nuclear option, which is true. NATO is not going to make, or it's not going to nuke fellow NATO countries. Simply, it's not going to happen. They're not going to nuke. You know, they're not going to nuke Paris, they're not going to, you know, nuke Berlin if Russians in there and they're in trance, they're not going to nuke, their, NATO's not going to nuke its own citizens, it's simply not going to happen. Uh, with Europe gone, that leaves Britain, Australia, and America as the major NATO members, which really leaves America to that we are the only ones that can realistically <laughs> produce the manpower and equipment for a sustained war. And in our current state, it would take us years, literally, folks, years to be ready to confront Russia forces in Europe. And I'm going to tell you why. For example, it takes a minimum of one year, actually closer to two, one year to train and equip an army brigade, which is about 4,000 soldiers, okay? For a field army, which is what you fight a war with, you need 20 such brigades or 80,000 men in equipment. The Russians already have at least one field army on the border of Ukraine. One to two on the western border, because we're not sure because they move them around so much. And one, uh, one at least on the China-North Korea area. Okay, You compare that to America, and the numbers tell a story of a badly outnumbered NATO alliance. Yes, Russia is preparing for an offensive war with NATO. And it's a direct result of America's failed foreign policy of the past 60 years, in my opinion. 
Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. So, the end game is to eliminate NATO on Russian borders. I think the game for Russia is they feel very threatened by the NATO alliance and us gobbling up more and more countries in the NATO. The more countries that we are on friendly terms with that are directly former Soviet blocs, and the closer we get to putting those former Soviet blocs in the NATO is a direct you know, threat to Russia independence is how they see it. Um, so their actions are a reaction to our actions. But if we didn't know all this, I mean, Russia's come, are they even a communist country anymore? They're, kind of, they're, sort of. they're a democratic, somewhat, system. <laughs> it's, it's the Russian Federation. Uh, it's, not, it's not communism, no. So it's, it's not, it's not, not communism. Pure, so they've, they've got all the, you know, the basic... You can own land again, you can you, own a farm, you, you know, be, when in communism you're going to do that. You know, when Don't communism fell, the, you know, yeah. the, the mobs took over and they got all that... <laughs> All that going on. I don't think he's eradicated. No, he's got a lot of corruption issues. A lot of yeah. corruption issues. We all, all was still. Yeah. All was still. I'm just thinking, wouldn't there be, like, why would, why would France not find it more beneficial, and Russia find it more beneficial, to make a treaty with France? Or get them to drop out of NATO. Well, then, then to go through the the expense, the cost, the craziness of invasion. Why? Why would you just say, "Look, as NATO," and this is where I'm ignorant. What do we offer France as NATO? What does NATO offer for France for them to stay? <laughs> what we offer, what <laughs> NATO offers to all. And this is started right after World War II. This started yeah. with the Cold War. Yeah. Um, what it offered was a blanket of protection. If you attack one, you attack all NATO. Basically, any if one country's attacked NATO, then it's the duty of all other NATO countries to come to its aid. So that was the basis for the, the alliance. Right. Um, you know, in France at the time, remember, France got its ass kicked by Germany. Oh, oh, oh I know, you know, I know. I within get, days, within three get, days, it was over. I get that part of NATO. I get that part of NATO, but right. I guess what I'm saying is, have we outgrown? Has the world outgrown NATO? I I think it has. I don't, I guess what I'm saying right. is, at this point, isn't it isn't it smarter, more practical, to say? You know, can't we all get along? Well, no, and I agree. That's no, I I know where yeah. you're going. Yeah, um, no, but you would think. But see, here's the problem. We're at a point already where Russia's already developing plans for an offensive strike war because they feel that threat. They know they can't sit around forever and wait for NATO to gobble up more countries and uh, for America to rebound and get its shit back together because we're not rebounding right now. If there's a time to strike. I mean, if if you felt you had a chance of winning, I personally couldn't think of a better time. Maybe when Obama was president, better than Susan Pussy. But I couldn't think of a better time to do it. I really, you know, we got North Korea jumping up and down. They got nuclear weapons. So we got four aircraft battle carriers groups over there. We got everybody on alert. All the stealth fighters are over there. All the stealth bombers See, are sitting over there. Yeah. So I, Europe's got nothing right now. Europe is wide open. It's like, please come and take me in the ass as fast as you can. Putin bend me over. That's what's saying. Greek style. <laughs> That's what's going on right now. See, I guess... Again, I... It just, in my mind, we're, we're at a point in time that it doesn't mean... If, if we were to drop out of NATO, I mean, we're... we're we are, in essence, the backbone of NATO. We are NATO. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't see why. I don't know. I just I. I just see it as an arcane practice now. 
Well, here's, here's the problem with NATO, and this is my perspective. Okay, first, it's toothless. You know, the countries that are part of NATO aren't, you know, other than Britain and us, really aren't prepared for war. Uh, right. Germany, I mean, Germany has some great tanks. I mean, they make some excellent equipment. They do. The point is, though, none of them are operational. They have maybe 200 tanks that are absolutely operational. 200. 200 tanks that are operational. I mean, Christ, North Korea's got like 20,000. I mean, like, Jesus. Well, okay. I just see us at a point that, you know, There's the English Channel separating England from Europe. So there's a little, little buffer there for, for Russia. There's an ocean separating us. We're good there. I would just I just think we're at a point when you say, look, these we need to redraw the the lines. Well, we get we got bigger problems out there, you know. We should be worrying about North Korea. We should be worrying about that kind of craziness. We should be Not that I want to elevate Russia back to a superpower, but we should be looking at two distinct powers in the world that find it more compatible to work together than to work against each other. No, no, I, I understand that. I, it's, it's completely illogical how things are going. I'm not debating that. No, no, I, I know you're not. I know you're not advocating war. I just... We... End of the Cold War. I know there's still crazy shit going on, but it shouldn't be crazy shit between us and Russia. It's, there's too much other crazy shit going on that together we should unite against instead of fighting each other. You would think that's logical. You would think. See, now, the way things are, though, they're so polarized. You know, our relationship with Russia has been this bad. In probably 50, 50 years. I mean, it's bad right now. If you don't realize, this is as bad as it was during the missile, uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis. It's that bad. Um, what we need is, a, if we're going to stick with NATO, we need a real NATO. And that means, you know, hey, you know, Germany, you're going to pop in, you know, 60,000 soldiers. Or Britain, you're going to pop in 75,000. France, you're popping up 100,000 for the shit we rebuilt in your country. Well, you know, aren't we, these we need 100,000 from you. Aren't these countries now being... Muslimized. Well, and that's another problem. Europe's falling apart. It's in the middle of. You could almost say that Europe is on the brink of a civil war. Like there's parts being, of Spain already break, trying invaded. to break away. Yeah, they're already being bit. Probably yeah. the best thing for them to do is have Russia invade them. In all honesty, and I know it sounds crazy, the best for them to do is have Russia invade them right now, because right now they've got they've got the it, it's. They've got the Muslims extremists invading them right now. Yeah. They've got the Muslims coming in. They have no interest in in melding with the culture, but taking over the culture. And I get it. I, not all Muslims are extremists, blah, 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 blah. But even the ones that aren't, and I'm making quotations in the air, extremists, still would be fine with women not having rights. With, with all the things that the Muslim extremists believe in, I think the ones that are not extremists are like, yeah, okay, I can live with that too. And that'd be like us saying, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm good with the clan. Right, right. And we just wouldn't put up with that. No. We don't put up with that. And that's why we have a lot of issues going on in our country right now. But seriously, I, I think we might do better to support a Russian invasion of Europe. Hey. And let them go. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing with uh, Russians. You know, um, I mean, if Trump and Putin are buddies, we got we got two more years plus four on top of that to figure it out and, and work it out. Yeah, well, you know, when uh, Russia got involved in Syria, and I made a prediction, I said, you know, it's a good thing Russia was getting involved with Syria because the very first day that they got involved, they did more bomb runs than we did the entire six months that we were there prior. Think about that. In one day, Russia dropped more bombs than one day that we did the entire six months. Uh, U.S. You know, supporting uh, the Syrian rebel forces. Um, and see, the difference between, and the reason they could do that, the difference between how Russians think about war and how Americans think about war, thank you, left-wing Democrat, you know, uh, Americans, um, is Russia will go in and clean house. They don't give a flying F about civilian casualties. If they took out a school, but they got two terrorists, good, we got two terrorists, 
It's too bad 200 kids died, but ah, that's how they think. In America, you know, the CNN and, you know, the former CIA agent, what's his name, that's uh, Anderson Cooper. A lot of people don't realize he is indeed a former CIA agent. He does not uh, uh, dispute that. He actually admits it. It's a fact. Um, and once you're in the CIA, he is, you're always in the CIA. So he actually is a mouthpiece for the Central Intelligence Agency. Chuck Bears. Yeah. No, but seriously, he really is. He doesn't. He doesn't dispute it. You know, he admits it. Um, but yeah. So next time you're you Democratic left wing nut jobs who support Anderson Cooper, just remember he is a CIA agent. Uh, but you know, the fake news, CNN will be out there screaming up a storm if we killed, you know, Trump killed two hundred children there with his bomb runs. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that in Russia, that wouldn't happen. The news wouldn't carry a story. Well, It'd be like, oh, well, too bad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're moving on to the next town. You know, and if they uh, put terrorists in the school, well, that school's going to get bombed, too. I mean, that's how they think. They do not give a they, flying... They yeah, go they in the clear house. It's a different type of warfare. It's no holds... It's like Klingon-style warfare. You know, I mean, yeah. like, there's no, it's no holds barred when it comes to Russia. Um, so you're right. Maybe them going in there and taking over Europe and... Doing a cleansing, if you will, which is a terrible <laughs> term to use, and I, I yeah, you know, but uh, I am a little bit Jewish, so I can use that. Uh, but uh, maybe, uh, who knows? You know. I mean, I would think our, our efforts would be better spent on trying to get Russia to be a little more tolerant of things, like maybe religion, or some of the things that would smooth things over and not make them so offensive to us. But. Again, I just, with so much going on right now and such, I, I, again, I'm not seeing where a Russian invasion in Europe is any worse than what's going on right now in Europe with, with all the refugees that, and again, you know, trust news, don't trust news, whatever, but I'll guarantee you, some of the stuff is going on that they're, that they're reporting, it may not be to the extremes, but... You hear about everything that's happening with the countries that are just citizens, natural citizens of the country being displaced. Oh yeah, no, it's no, it's a very, it's a very serious issue over there, and that's because you know what Europe did, and you know had the EU, uh, the EU basically, which is Germany. Germany is the EU. If anyone knows anything about the EU, you know that Germany's the head of it, regardless of what you may, you know, how it's structured. Germany calls the shots, and that's just how it is. Um, but they open up the floodgates. They're like, bring them all in. Come on, come on, come on in. Oh, grown men running to go away. Come on, come on in. Oh, yeah, young men, come in. Yes, good idea. Now what do you got? You got rapes at an all-time high in Europe. You've got, you know, all kinds of crimes. Home invasions, uh, murders, and you name it. Everything is off the charts. It's true. Well, and again, I... I got no problem with refugees if the refugees, and in my mind, refugees are women, children, old people, right? Old people, people kids. things like that. Yeah. Uh, again, if, if, if you're that big a pussy that you won't fight for your own country, I'm not sure why you're mine, yeah. you know. So, if you're young and healthy and can fight and can fight for your country, maybe certain guidelines. Put you in another area where they will train you how to fight and send you back. Um, I don't know. I just something's not right. Something's not right on a lot of levels. And again, Europe's in the middle. I I really think Europe's in the middle of an invasion already. Um, having Putin step in may not be the best, best, baddest thing to happen. Right. It might be a good thing. Be a good thing. You know. Um, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure, you know, if, if I'm willing to step up and join a conflict where... They won't let you too old. I know, I'm too old <laughs> and I won't, I won't pass the physical, but... I don't know. I, I, got, pitch. <laughs> I, got, I got issues about... Sending our forces over into Europe to what is quite possibly a a no-win situation. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what victory looks like in Europe. 
if I don't know, I don't know what that would look like. At least, at least in some of the other conflicts we've been in, they <clears throat> may have been false pretenses, but there was a point. There was a point of doing something. There was should have been an end game. There was a clear end game. There should have been a clear end game, but. Once we put, if we were to push Russia back to Russia, we're starting the Cold War all over again. Yeah. And to me, that's not the end game. I think shot. You know, shot time. It is. We're we're, <laughs> ooh, we're almost been past. All right. All right. So, all right. so tonight, tonight we are doing what? Paul Messon, Red Berry, Grande, Amber. Randy. Hey, hey. Right. I saw it on the shelf. It looked delicious. It I said, Jeff's name. I can't say that word, so let's try it. <laughs> For those who can't tell, I most certainly do have a, spe a speech impediment. I was born that way. I was actually born tongue-tied, and I think I've talked about it on the show before, but it's yeah. true. It's a real thing. You can't make this stuff up. I really was. So, okay. it does matter. Here's the swimming with... Bow-legged Russians. There we go, bow-legged Russians. Uh, What'd you think? That's right, pretty good. <laughs> that's good. right, pretty good. Mm. Woo! Since that'll, 1852. That'll mm. warm you your, your cockles. That's right. Woo. In the yeah, Siberian winter. Yeah, baby. So yeah, I somehow I can't get I can't get worked up about the prospect of Russia invading Europe. I I'll think about it. I just can't, well, I, I mean, can't get worked no, up. About no, my my whole thing wasn't that you know Russia. My I, my just, thing was the, the propaganda war in America I, against Russia. No, they're bad. I get, they're that, evil. Right? I get that. You know, we, we CNN seems to keep. I mean, every day you watch CNN and they just keep the. Focus on Trump every five seconds. If Trump did this, Trump did that. The Russians, Trump, Russian, Trump, Russian, Trump. And CNN forgets that they were caught red-handed. And this is factual. It's not make-believe. It really happened. It's not fake news. They gave Hillary Clinton the answers to the questions in the debates. That's a fact. That's not debatable. It's a fact that they did this. Well, and they're saying Russian influence. CNN, you influenced the election. You did. You evil, evil people. <laughs> You're fake news. And, and again, we've talked about this. This is just this is just bad writing. I, I try to write better. I know. Not, not <laughs> us. We're always bad writing. But how CNN's fake news, they bring up all the stuff, blah, blah. You know, back in the good old days, when there were shenanigans going on, people didn't find out about them until Nixon. Up to Nixon, <laughs> up to Nixon, shenanigans probably went pretty much undetected. Yeah. But even after Nixon, they pretty much they learned a lesson from that and pretty much kept the recording devices out of the White House, and then went forward with it. Um, and again, I'm going to say it. Google, Google Nixon, Google tapes, 18 minutes. Uh, or Google cigars. Google water. <laughs> Google Watergate. Um, if you're curious what we're talking about, um, but uh, anymore, I I just it's bad. It's bad drama written. Badly written drama. How two political parties. That have endured decades and decades and decades couldn't shut down this narcissistic, bad to pay wearing, spray tan wearing billionaire out of Jersey, New York, whatever, couldn't shut him down. They couldn't shut him down. They couldn't how is that possible? How is that possible? How can you how can you run and believe me, Democrat, Republican, it's all the same. So how can the political dynasty that, that held this country for, for decades and decades and decades so screw the pooch on the 2016 election? Oh, it, that, well, yeah. You know, there's something else. There's something else going on. God, that we're all missing. God's <laughs> something else going on that we're all missing. They're all missing. 
You know, we talk about the Rothschilds and the New World Order and this and that. How can how can someone how can you claim someone wields that much power, that much influence, that much whatever, and they couldn't get it done? Believe me, worst case scenario, and we've we've seen this in the past. Worst case scenario, if they can't get things to covertly go the way they want, they put a bullet in your head. Yep. Factual. But even but even that wasn't done. So you gotta ask yourself, what the fork is going on well right now what they're doing now is um they are taking up all the time that they can with these investigations of the russian this and the russian that which is a part of the propaganda game um that's all and it's going to be that way for the entire four years he's in office nothing will ever come of it he'll never be indicted nothing's ever going to happen i guarantee you 100 nothing's going to happen Will he become president again? I don't think he's going to run again. But regardless, four years of this is what you're going to see, and nothing's going to get done because of it. And this is how they control the country. Nothing will get done. And it's not just the, the, the Democrats. So you got some Republicans who absolutely hate the idea of a non-Republican <laughs> being the Republican president. Sure. John McCain's one of them. Look it. Served this country great. I get that. Okay. he um, To get out of Vietnam, he... Uh, he denounced America, but you know people forget those little things, um, <laughs> you know. And regardless, okay, uh, the man should have retired a good twenty years ago. That that's what it boils down to. John McCain is long overdue for. Retirement. Well, I think a lot of them should retire yeah, twenty and, years you ago. Know, uh, yeah, well, you got these career congressmen, career senators. They're the ones with the true power. You know, these are the people with the true power. They're the ones calling the shots. And uh, nothing like the health care has got. Again, another, you know, and it was actually a worse bill. The first bill, the first bill they came up with was actually pretty good. If you actually read it, it was actually better than Obamacare. It was. It was yeah. really much better. Yeah. The second bill they came up with was junk. So it, it was a little bit better than Obamacare, but not much. Thank, you know, so you wouldn't have gained much with that passage anyway. But the first one, the first bill was actually pretty damn good if people actually took the time to read it. But the news media take things and they, they twist it and they get people riled up. It's bad, it's bad, it's bad. And people don't do their own research. They don't see all the, you know, the good things that would have came out of that particular bill. Um, and they start kind of, oh, you can't, I want my Obamacare, I gotta have my pelvic exam. You know, you got this, you know what I'm saying? It's just, ah, dude, this country is so sick, it's unbelievable. Just, just so we're clear, we're not, we're not against public exams. <laughs> You're right. But we're just, well, I'm giving we're just, we're just <laughs> using an example. Yeah, um, and I guess, I guess I've gotten simple in my old age. Because... I've gotten simple-minded, but go ahead. Well, yeah, I, I guess that's what I meant to say. See, I, I, I didn't figure what I'm going to say when I'm saying it. All the money that we're spending in places, can we divert that? I just... You know, back back when we had the refugee issue, and we had the refugee issue, and all the money we're going to spend bringing the refugees in, and this that, but we can't make sure our veterans have health care. Yep, I was make sure our veterans have. They don't even have a tent to live in. Something like that. Yeah. Why is it so hard to say? You know what? Until we fix this, we're not doing this. And I'm not saying give the veterans a mansion. But for the love of God, if they're veterans, they're used to living in barracks, can't we do something to get them off the street, get them someplace warm so they're not out, you know, get them health care? I just, I don't understand that. Why spend all that money? NATO. How much money do we put into NATO? Too much. As, as toothless as it is, at this point we've said it, how much money do we put in NATO? Can that be used somewhere else? Like maybe, I don't know, health care. I don't know. Foreign aid. Are we giving money to countries? And I know some of it's like bribe, like bribe money. We give yeah, bribe money to countries. But overall, if the country hates us, why don't we just say, fork you, we're going to take our money back, we're going to use it for our people, and you can figure out what to do yourself. And if you don't play nice, we're going to come over and kick your ass. We're not going to bribe you anymore. I'm not give you money. Either us or Russia. Either us or Russia are going to control the ball. Field, okay? <laughs> right, exactly. Either us or Russia. 
And if we have a good working relationship with Russia, we don't need a good working relationship with anyone else. That's right. We can control the ball field together. We. <laughs> one big. Why can't we all do that? One big happy family. Whatever you want. You know, uh, China will come into play. You know, China wants commerce. They want. I think. They just don't want to lose what they got, and if we don't threaten to take what they got, they're happy with it. And if we ensure that we're going to help them protect what they have, maybe work on their civil rights and human rights and things like that. But overall, I think that if we pointed out that you're going to do with one or two of us, and we're both on the same page as far as what we want, you're going to play nice, or you're going to get your ass kicked. Yeah. I again simplistic view. I get it, but why can't we do that? Well, you know, if you just look at the entire human race, you, you look at all the money that we spend, and and then we talked about this before. I don't know, we spend in defense. You know, if you took all the countries in the world and took their defense budgets, ex- ex- excluding Russia, take Russia out of the equation, but everybody else, including Britain, everybody, put them together except Russia and America. All right, you take all that money, and we. Sp- the United States spends more money on black projects and unacknowledged projects than the entire combined military budgets of all the other countries of the world. We just spend that on black projects, people. Okay? That's how sick we are. We spend more money on secret programs, develop weapons of better killing capability than all the other militaries, total military combined. That's nuts! If we took all the money that all the countries, including Russia and the United States, spend on our military expenditures a year and said, you know, we're going to cure cancer this year and took that money and just threw it in the research and had a one common goal as a race, you know, the human race, we could eliminate cancer. We could eliminate AIDS. We, we could eliminate, See, you know, and that's what's sickening. That's just how sickening, you know, humankind is. And I don't think we need to because I think we have eliminated cancer. We're just not putting it out there because it impacts the pocketbook. Oh, well, yeah, I'm just saying. Hundreds of billions of dollars, I, th- yeah. I think we've we've come up with a lot of solutions to a lot of problems, and the reason we don't bring it forward is because it impacts the pocketbooks of well, of a few. Well, that's what the problem is. Is very advanced technologies do exist. The issue is they can't be released to the public because what would happen is you would have a domino effect of economic collapse. You know, one day if you woke up and you could go to Walmart and buy a little device for 19.99. That would supply your house with power for an entire year. Okay, you don't need an electrical company anymore. So, a uh, you know all these people that do the billing, all these people that you know, fix the lines, all these people that take care of the trucks for an electrical company. I mean, it's a domino effect. You know, all the people who make the engines for the company trucks for the electrical company. It just it's a domino, domino, domino effect. A simple little device like that would cause economic collapse worldwide. That's why certain technologies. Because of the way our, and it's sad, because I'm a, I am a free market person, but because we are a free market world, in, you know, for overall, this is why secret technologies do not come forward, because it would be economic collapse overnight, literally. Literally. Domino effect. Domino. Be a bad thing. Black projects are bad. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't, you know, I don't kind of like black projects. I think, I think we need to be looking at the, and I think we do, I think we look at the big picture, hopefully 50 years down the road, 100 years down the road, and we're looking at something outside, we talked about this, something outside our planet. I think there are things coming. Yeah, I, I think they know things, there are things there, coming. Yeah, there's things coming. And I'm there. hoping that that's what some of these black projects are leading to, is to protecting us against that but okay so the electric company is i was just using that as an uh, example i know you were so electric company is out of business um but we still need people to repair things build things do things i think with more with more spendable income in people's pockets they buy more things they want more things they have a better quality of life I think it, it impacts the upper part of the chain at the electric company than the lower part of the chain. Well, it affects, you know, all the people who have billions of dollars and millions of dollars in, you know, electric company stocks. It, you know, it, it's a domino effect from there. Um, it, it affects the companies who have holdings 
you know, in these different electrical companies. I mean, there's, it's a domino effect on a massive scale, and that's just one example. What we really need, and I hate saying this because it sounds like communism, and it really sucks. It really does suck. But what we really need, and, you know, we need, I don't, I personally don't think mankind was meant to be a species of dollars and cents. I don't, I don't think that was the overall design. Whoever it be a god or it would be an alien race or advanced, regardless, that wasn't the design that was supposed to happen. Somewhere along the line, we get off track, in my opinion, and this has led to where we are today, where we are more willing to put the entire environment of the world at risk Okay, then we are to release technologies that could absolutely save the planet. It's extremely short-sightedness. It's, it's selfishness on a level unseen because we all look at ourselves and we all are here for a limited time. You know, so I, most people want to like, I want to do my best, want to have a great time and fuck everybody else. I mean, that, that, that's mentality of a lot of people and unfortunately a lot of people in power think that way. You know, what happens in 10 years from now when I'm dead doesn't really concern me. No. You know, so screw the grandkids. Let's keep building the debt. You know, I mean, let's keep building, you know, more money to, to pay off. You know, uh, I don't know. I think, I think part of the problem is that we've been conditioned not to be happy with what we have. No, we got to have more. We got to have more. Yeah. We have more. Yeah. No matter where our social status is, and it's we got to have more. And it's affecting not. Just it used to be just materials of things, but now if you see the divorce rate, it's at over eighty percent. It's also affecting you know our moralistic lookings at you know our partnerships. You know, um, you're married to a woman, you're happy for the first few years, and like, gee whiz, I want another piece of tail. Why can't I? I only live once. That's the mentality well, of people's thinking today, right. and yeah, not yeah, just yeah. for men. Women start to do it too. Women, their cheating levels are at the highest level they've ever been. It's almost it's almost over fifty percent for women now. That's nuts. You know, I mean, they used to be like some of them moralistic, even though they took the bite out of the apple. They used to be more of a moralistic, uh, you know, viewpoint on things. You know, the man was more likely to cheat than the woman. It's almost equal at this point. Oh, yeah. Which is quite scary. You know, it's quite scary. You know, I... And we... Yeah, it's just... Crazy. I mean... So we're saying, okay, you will have the food you need, you'll have the housing you need, you'll have the health care you need, you know, to be comfortable, to survive, you know, you just need to, if you want some of the extra perks, you need to work to get those. I think I'd be okay with that. You know. But I, I know other people want I know people, there is a whole slew in our society that feel they're entitled to everything. Yep. And, and don't want to work for it, don't want to do anything for it, and wouldn't be happy if you offered them all the basics. If the only thing we're asking you is go get a job somewhere to cover your, your wants. We're going to cover your needs. You want wants, you go work someplace and do that. They, they wouldn't. They would demand it from someone else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the, other, that's the other prong of the problem. Um, well, I, I have a solution to all this, believe it or not. I really do. Uh, I do. Uh, we have done a show, or we haven't done a show. I don't remember anymore if we've done so many shows, but we will do in the future a show on hubreds, as I call them, not hybrids, alien, humans, half humans. Uh, hubreds are the aliens, uh, or half aliens, <laughs> more quarter aliens, now they're being born here right on Earth at this time, very time, right now, there's hybrids being born here. Um, hush, hush, secret, secret, we'll do, talk about another show. But to me, that's the, uh, the advanced uh, Homo sapien 2.0 uh, that will be taking over for us in the future. Um, and that's, I think, what needs to happen. Um, I think the current Homo sapien 1.0, which you and I are, are a defective species. Um, and we run our course, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I hate saying that because I have kids, but that's how I look at things. Um, I have said numerous occasions, and people who know me for years will say, yes, he said this, um, the human race needs to die off, um, as it is now. 
uh, it's a plague, not just on the planet Earth at this point, but it could yeah. potentially become a plague for the entire universe, which is a very scary proposition. But that's just my viewpoint. That's the thing about that way over the studio is just right a point. about the Vegas thing and a lot of things. and Just need a reboot. Yeah, just a reboot's needed. Power off yeah. and yeah, power pro- back up. Yeah, new programming you stuck know, in. And, uh, um, I don't know. It's just so much going on right now. It's just crazy. Although we avoided the apocalypse two weeks ago. On the 23rd. <laughs> it didn't 23rd, happen. 23rd. Yeah. Uh, didn't happen, although there are still those that say it's on the way. That that was just kind of the start of it. It wasn't supposed to be that day, but that was the beginning of it and things like that. Um, sort of like Russia invading Europe. Um, I'm not sure if that's, I, that's, not gonna that's such a bad idea. I, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I'm just pointing out as a, what they've been preparing for. So, yeah, maybe I'm more inclined. <clears throat> I know a few weeks ago it wasn't about crazy about the hybrid showing up, but uh, maybe I am with it now. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we something, did, something has to change. We did post some pictures so, from, something, the, something has from the recent... Uh, uh, yes, yes. So they made it to the Facebook page. Yes. Uh, I haven't uploaded the website yet. Yeah, I, I apologize. <laughs> I gotta get my my butt working on that. Get that taken care of me this weekend. Uh, I'll be off of work and we're gonna put a lot in a course and play some whatever from Bucket Me and we can get that done. <laughs> we got some pictures up of the uh, the studio too. Oh, we did. I yeah, saw that. Yeah, I saw yeah, that. I saw that. It was nice. So um, yeah, it was interesting times. I don't know. I just hope there's. Someone's got a plane going out there. Hopefully someone's got a plane going out there. But anyway, so what else going on? <laughs> I don't know what, what else is going on. So Nevada, Nevada's been eating up the news. Um, again, we're we'll another show about that. We have more information. Uh, the conspiracy theories are already coming out of the woodwork. I was talking to Jeff about that pre-show. Chandra uh, Motors is releasing a new type of sports car. Really? I can't remember the name of it. I saw a commercial for it on YouTube this morning, and at first it, it looked like an old, like, you know, muscle car Pontiac from like 68 or 69, the way the front was developed, like a GTO or something. It was really weird, and I'm like, what the hell is that? It's a it's a new two-door car, sports car, and the interior is kind of like older looking, like more of a classic car look. It looked really cool to me. I'm like, what the hell is that? And, and I had to get up and get my coffee and get the kids out to school, so I couldn't rewind the YouTube thing to watch it again. But I will find out what that is for the next show. And Please I do, because, you know, in, in the conversation we're talking about, you know, we should be happy with our <laughs> yeah, More with about our how needs. spend the money on when this. We're, 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 we're happy about our needs and not our wants. Yeah, and I'm talking about Please, sports cars. Please, I'm putting another sports car out there <laughs> for us to... You know, Google or, that only yeah. a few people can afford yeah. and make the rest of us envy and yeah. create crime and have crime and do crime and whatever. White privileged bastards. Right. Thank you, GM. Um, yeah, really, like I said, Nevada's consumed the news. Um, you know, one post has Trump throwing paper towels to the crowd and helping them recover from <laughs> the floods and hurricanes and the next picture has them hugging a victim. I don't know. Right. Uh, the hurricanes, Puerto Rico, I guess they're getting... Well, they just got whacked with another one, right? Maria? Yeah, something like so that. So they got whacked again. Maria! You know, we're not doing enough to help them out. And, which is crazy because we sent them boatloads, literally boatloads of supplies. Uh, we just forgot to send truck drivers to drive it around to the where they need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. But here again, what would it take to send truck drivers? I mean, it's not like we don't have truck drivers in the military and the reserves that couldn't have gone down and spent a week or two driving around these supplies. They're just going to crap on the docks. Uh, not sure if they fixed that yet, and I, would, I hope to God they fixed that by now, but whatever. So, yeah, it's again, there's a lot of craziness going on. Um, really haven't heard a lot, like I said, we really haven't heard a lot about um, some of the other stuff that was going on prior to the election, or shortly after the election. 
Uh, haven't heard a lot about refugees coming to the country. No. Haven't heard a lot about, uh, you know, Trump's embargo on refugees. No, I think the Supreme Court ruled it unconstitutional again, but it doesn't mean we see a big influx of them. Yeah. I did notice we were at the ER. I did notice at the ER when I took a line down there a couple days ago. There's all kinds of uh, posters on the window about uh, infectious viruses from Africa. Oh, fantastic. Uh, TT fly, not TT fly, uh, West Nile virus, mosquitoes, and have you been in these countries in the last 20 days? And not, we're in Johnson, New York, I guess it's possible. <laughs> Someone's been to these countries, but whatever. So, obviously, there's some stuff going on. Um, but, I don't know. It's, I'm tired. It's been a long couple of weeks, so I guess maybe I'm a little tired. And that's why I'm at my. Bring on the aliens. Bring let on them, the aliens. Let them, let them, let them hybrid out. us. Wipe them out. You want yeah. a, you want a hybrid? <laughs> whatever. Prius my ass, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, that was interesting. Time. Putin, I know, you know, Putin's got a lot of things going on. I think if he's going to do something, now's the time. I think Trump is probably more open to a middle-of-the-road solution. Um, I'm still... Still don't know why he didn't wasn't the one that invaded the uh, Ukraine, but whatever. <laughs> it sounds like something he'd do. You know what I'm saying? A little Trump Tower in the Ukraine. See, and that's what I think. I think. Sir Putin invades. Trump builds over there. Yeah. Little casinos. Yeah, there you go. Europe's yeah, good. Europe's big on casinos. Yeah. They're big on casinos. Yeah. Huh. I don't think Trump has any casinos over in Europe. He should put some. So, well, I think once Putin takes over, I think he's yeah. <laughs> Don Vic. Don Vic. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Don Vic yeah, Casino. It's yeah, a good idea. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not the worst idea. No. So. No, no. Not by a long shot. The worst idea we've ever floated on this show. Um, I can't think of anything else that's going on. So this week has been, like I said, other than the bad, it's been very, everything else has been kind of well yeah. below the fold on the, on the news, I, news cycle. I have been watching a new show on Netflix. Okay. Um, I wish I could remember what the heck it's called. Well, it's a cartoon. Thank you for bringing that to us. Yeah, it's a cartoon. It's a Netflix original. And basically, it starts out these teenagers. And uh, there's a cock monster in it. Because uh, the kid's going through puberty. <laughs> and the shit that comes out of this cock monster. I can't believe the stuff they're saying on this show. I can't. I was, I was dying. I was hurting in my gut so much watching this show. So... I'll put the name of it onto the Facebook page so I okay. remember what it is. But even last night, I was at 12 o'clock at night, I was still watching it. Going, I got to turn this off. But I've been, been, been watching it. It's no. hilarious. No, look, look. One of the funniest cartoons I've ever seen in my life. It may have self heart beat at this point. It's definitely. Um, and I just finished watching the Low Files. They just ended out their first series, season. Well, what do you see there? Um, that's on A and E. A and E, and uh, their last show. Well, the last show they did anything with, the last show they did was kind of a wrap-up of the whole uh, other episodes and the rules they, they go by. But it was on the Ape, Ape Monk, Ape, Wood Apes. Wood Apes. Wood Apes in Oklahoma. And uh, it was kind of fun to watch. It was kind of interesting. Uh, a lot of the same things they do with the Sasquatchers and uh, Bigfooters. Uh, but they, they find those two terms offensive. They don't believe in Sasquatch or the Bigfoot, but... What apes? They're what good apes, with. They're real. Yeah. They're good with. Um, but these guys go out, and I guess you know they—they're out in the wilderness, so they go out. They got mountain lions and bears and other things they're dealing with, so they go out pretty well armed. It was kind of funny. Rob Lowe and his kids hanging out with these guys, and this guy had all kinds of artillery with him. It was interesting, and um, I can't remember how he, how do you phrase it. Ah, I can't remember. I'll, to, I'll think about it and bring it back up, but basically. If he sees one, he wants to capture it, but it wasn't capture. I can't remember what he said. I can't remember. It was, it was funny. It was like a politically correct way to say, <laughs> kill, kill the thing and bring it in for an autopsy. Um, but uh, I can't remember. It was funny. He said it that way. I'm like, wow, did he just say that? Because that was rude. But um, they did the stick banging and the hooting hour and oh, waiting for responses. Yeah. And yes, that was interesting. Uh, but the Loaf House is, if you can get a chance, watch them. They're funny. Rob Lowe, his sons, they go out. They are totally amateurs of what they're doing. 
but they've had some good results and they have a lot of fun doing it. And they are not your, we're going to put something together to please the producers. They just go out and have a good time and put it on TV. It's fun to watch. So tonight, people, people, remember, guns don't kill people. Ladders kill people. Oof. We talked about that. Yeah, we did. We did. Um, again, <laughs> condolences to the Nevada people. We are sorry about that. And uh, we'll see you next time.